Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Cardin Ellis Show. We're going to continue in our series, Interview with the Illuminati. We've got Kat Dawes in the studio. Kat, what's going on? Greetings. And uh, for those of you who haven't heard our previous broadcasts, Kat Dawes is the author of The Time and Space Contract and a guru of nowism, as it's called. And she doesn't like the term guru. What do you call it again? Uh, this is our third interview. I should remember this. I'm sorry. A vibrary stylist. Yes, a vibrary stylist. And she's got a really interesting book called The Time and Space Contract. And contrary to other radio hosts that have their interns read everything, I actually go through it and I read it and I highlight it and then I develop questions for you. What a man. And so, oh my, my thank you very much. Um, anyway, uh, in our first episode, we went through sections one through three. Mm -hmm. Then in our second episode, we did sections four through seven A. <laughs> All right. Um, I was thinking it was four through seven, and then we we're going to do eight through the end today. But I found out there's a seven B mm -hmm. that was part of my homework today. So we're actually going to we're going to dive right into this. Um, before we get started, just give us once again, for those that are just tuning in right now, a general 30 second definition of nowism. What's oh. nowism? Well, nowism is the art of conscious participation in the present moment for the purpose of um, creating the right internal conditions to activate your gifts, talents, capacities, and basically to live a rad life. To, <laughs> to, to live a rad life. This is the official <laughs> spiritual diet of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know what I'm saying? If you want to live a rad life. Cowabunga, dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, did the Ninja Turtles make it all the way to Australia? That's a worldwide phenomenon, right? Of course. Who are you? Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's weird. Like, in Sweden, they watch Donald Duck uh, movies as, like, a big, huge Christmas Amazing. Uh, tradition and things like that. Yeah, I had friends from Sweden where, like, apparently Donald Duck movies are huge during Christmas. And that's not a tradition here. So I don't know what, you know, what cartoons make it where and what's big on which continent. But uh, it's good to hear. We are one with the turtles. The turtles came. And okay. they were all awesome. Awesome. So better than Splinter, we've got Cat Dawes, guru of nowism. All right? Okay. So subsection 7B. This is really interesting. You say, as you give, more awaits you at the door. Mm. I had a friend named Emmanuel who is a wonderful spiritual advisor to me for many years. And he said, whenever you let something go, it always comes back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, this kind of reflects that vibe. Both of you are a lot more spiritual and a lot more grounded and centered than I have been. You know what I'm saying? So so in, in Argentina, they say um, crazy people understand each other. So I guess just better, more spiritual people understand each other and say similar things. What do you mean by this? Uh, here's the first three points. You say, as you give more away to at the door, one, be a grateful receiver, two, smile and say thanks, three, receiving is part of the universal flow, and then four, there is a law of circulation. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? Expound on that. Um, I, like our culture are pretty bad at receiving compliments, at receiving like any sort of love. I don't know about you guys in Australia. I know that this is true. If someone says, hey, Cardin, you look amazing today, man. Yeah. Like uh, it's very- Happens um, all the time, dude. I know, right? On the daily. <laughs> and what do you say when someone compliments you like that? You know, it's, my friend Manny said the best thing you can say to a compliment is to just simply say thank you. Right. So now I say, oh, thank you. Yes. But before you might get a little bit embarrassed and be like, oh, shucks. No, I'm not pretty. So-and-so right. is pretty. You know, so, I mean, so 
Yes. So did I pass that one? <laughs> you did, did. Did I pass that one? Good okay, job. cool. The, the the 2010 version of me would not have passed, right. but maybe the 2020 <laughs> version did. Well, I learned, you know, I learned this in Africa. Um, I remember standing in a market and I said to a woman, an older woman, wow, your dress is amazing. And this, this beautiful woman looks at me and she goes, it's true. Thank you. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> boom. Like, wow. That was amazing. What an amazing receiver of a compliment. Like she did not she did not stop my flow. She certainly didn't stop her own receiving flow. There is that law of circulation. Boom. Wow. Okay. So culturally as Americans, you think that we're probably a little bit not good at that, right? I, I think that um to receive something fully a compliment like that can be perceived as egotistical and everyone's very careful about that. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Um and I almost have noticed that there's, once again, we need such a return to spirituality, such a return to God, because just consumerism and secularism has just neutered our speech towards each other. Yeah. And now it's almost like you're afraid to compliment or else you're going to get called some kind of like sexist, bigoted, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you know, homophobic, yeah. whatever the term is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. Tell a dude that his, you know, belt matches his shoes. And next thing you know, you're going to HR for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sensitivity <laughs> training or something like that. Yeah. But uh, I do agree with you that. Okay, so so you think that that woman in Africa that had the beautiful dress was a uh, a graceful receiver? Yeah, definitely. Now you say smile and say thanks. She didn't say thanks. She said, "I know." She said, "It's true. Thank you." Oh, okay. So you can say it's true. Thank you. <laughs> you know, All right. Awesome. I and think, then you know the energy of thank you is it's a beautiful thing. You know, like it's it's it just seals the deal of the givingness. You know. I think it's an important part of, of it's a, it's a collaboration. If someone's trying to give something, whether it's a thing or a compliment or something, it's in, it's in your best interest to provide them with the opportunity to finalize the givingness too, right? It's a collaboration. Yeah. And then there is a law of circulation. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, you know, as things go out, things come back. And I, and I truly have seen it in my own life that if I just live from a place of overflow and I live from a place of prolific givingness I always have what I need when I need it now it might not come back specifically from that person who I gave to but I'm provided for from the all that is okay yeah. awesome the all that is that's uh -huh. pretty cool that sounds very fight clubby uh -huh. you know what I'm saying like his name is Robert Paulson you know like instead of saying God Right. Or, or or Buddha or right. Allah or whatever, just like what was the term again? All that is. All that is. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like Sheshwa. I am that I am. Yes. Right. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Epic. So um, section eight. Now we're diving in. We're back on track. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, uh, I am your host Cardinalis, and we are with Cat Dawes, the author of the Time and Space Contract, and she is the guru of Nowism, which is like beyond awesome spiritual way of thought that is is centering a lot of people around the world and um is totally worth every ounce of reading this book and trying to apply its principles so we're going to dive in to eight till the end we've only got these these pages left and we're going to go over this so section eight you say now the eternal moments out of time mm. quote Source provides a single experience of consistency throughout an earthen life. It is a doorway that allows the artist to step out of time. For those of you that are just tuning in and hadn't heard previous podcasts, the artist is basically the reader, the person that's trying to experience and learn nowism. And the now is eternal. It is out of space and time. It is a reference point in eternity. And you say a couple of other pointers here. One, now is always available to the human being. For example, now, 
Wait a second. Now, wow, that was pretty funny. Okay. And then two, now is an eternal occurrence, an unending moment. It can be perceived in the present moment as the reoccurring fresh slate. And three, you say now is the platform on which you be and therefore become. Now is an opportunity. Now is reliable. I love that part where you said now is the platform from which you be and therefore become. And it actually mm -hmm. coincides with, for those of you that are actually watching on a visual platform, the diagram that you drew here yeah. that says be to become. Elaborate. Right. Well, actually, that drawing is the original um, uh, idea of Nowism. That was um, that was that painting was called Nowism. But um, th the idea of be to become has always really fascinated me. Like, if you want to become a great, say, teacher, at some point you're going to start being one now, right? If you want to yeah. become a great radio show host, oh, right, yeah. then at some point you'd make that decision. I'm going to be that now. Do you know what I mean? There, there is this, there's this moment where the future, the idea, the intention is actually taken from the future and put in the present moment. And then we start to walk and talk from this space. And that is the, I think, the art of um, creation, of manifestation. And that is the art of becoming your best version of yourself that you can think of. That's so interesting you say that because I remember... I read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, mm -hmm. and I know he talked about how it's really important to cultivate your awareness of the now. Mm -hmm. And you yourself are saying that as well, that it's, it's. I think the exact term was, it is the ever reoccurring fresh slate, That's right? right. Yep. Um, but at the same time, like, see, I'm a radio host. We live and die by the clock. In the now. Like, yeah, it, like, well, you could say in the now. One of the things I do love about the radio is that if... The crap hits the fan and something goes wrong. You got to keep talking. You got to adjust in the right. moment. It's on the fly. And what makes a good radio host is honestly, I don't think necessarily their opinions or the beauty of their voice, though. It helps. It does help. Yeah. I think it's their just ability to just act, to make it look easy. Improvise. Shall we yeah. say, to yeah. improvise. Yeah. And, and they said Kobe Bryant was so good because he made it look easy. Yes. Okay. So a good radio host, I think, just is constantly rolling with punches, constantly keeping the conversation alive and relevant and fun and interesting in a way that makes it seem wholly natural without being forced. And and you say, okay, the now is kind of a similar thing mm -hmm. that you have to constantly be cultivating it as this eternal ever revolving, ever refresh refreshing web page, right? Mm -hmm. However, I live and die by my calendar and I've become that way as an adult because I know that in order for me to get all of those good nows next week on net, next week's radio hour yeah. and on the week after that, I have to be sending emails to agents. I have to yes. be lining up interviews. Yeah. I have to be talking with my co-hosts on the different right. channels that I have and everything. And, and sometimes it does almost force you to live out of the now in order to enjoy the nows when they come. And so it gets it gets really <laughs> confusing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, where does adult responsibility start? Mm -hmm. And neglecting cultivating the now begin. <laughs> That's a great you know what question. I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah. Do, do you understand the vibe of my question? I here? do. I do. And okay. It's a, it's a great question because I, I get a lot, you know, can I be fully present and still make plans? You know? Well, yeah, exactly. Right? That's a, okay. You just summed up right. that little three minute monologue <laughs> that I had with like so one question. The answer is 
Hell yeah, you can. Like, but the like the way to do that is while you're emailing that person for the future, is that you are infusing that moment with as much love and expansion and gratitude and playfulness as possible, right? Yeah. So, so you are still planning, but you're being completely engaged in the present moment as you plan. Do you okay, feel what I'm saying? On. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. It's I feel, it's yeah. a style of travel, right? Okay. Instead cool. of having the adrenal overload of the um, sort of you, you know like that uh, that um that anxiousness of like got to get to the next moment and we're pushing to it, it's like you bring it back to the now, take that breath, and then you can orchestrate the things with yeah. the level of elegance and grace. And there's I don't know something happens when we leverage from there. There's a leveraging the yeah. universe. It feels less hustle and more like aligning. You know? Okay, awesome. Yeah. So um, let's keep going through the list here. Bringing it. Now is reliable, you say. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because usually I think of these hippie now people as it, unreliable. It never goes away. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. Okay. Uh, six. I was just kidding. That was a little playful dig. Um, the uh, says vote for now, the single moment at the most. So I like it. You've democratized this process. <laughs> right? Saying vote for now, the single moment with the most. And then seven. This is really interesting. I like this one. I highlighted this one. The more nows the artist consciously recognizes in the present moment, the more, quote, life, end quote, she, he lives. Mm-hmm. Note, the time and space contract affectionately calls the reoccurring opportunities of the present moment nows, but really there is only one now. Now, wow. Oh okay, my goodness. so yeah, you totally did that one. <laughs> but I like that. It says, the more nows the artist consciously recognizes in the present moment, the more life he or she lives. Right. Explain. Well, there's, like, when we are fully engaged... And there's like just just a total enraptured, reverential sort of participation and whatever. It's some there's just something really dynamic about those moments, and I and I feel like those are the moments that we live for. We don't remember whole days; you remember moments, right? And so That's through true. through engaging fully and just like you know finding magic in mundane, this sort of nowism, you know, technique. It's it's just such a a way to bring more life to life. I like that. We don't remember days. Mm. We remember moments. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting, it's like a perfect little segue here. Uh-huh. The source hath blessed us <laughs> with an awesome segue here. Um, 11. I'm going to skip a bunch here. The reader can, can, can read when they purchase the book. But um, on 11, you say, warning, beware of being a moment terrorist. <laughs> we talked about this in our first interview yeah. briefly. Dun, 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 but dun. I love this term, moment terrorist, right? As we speak, the Google algorithms are deprioritizing <laughs> this word as they scan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they, they, they hear the audio of the, the, the wave or the MP3 that, that's going out. And they say, oh, they speak about terrorism on the Cardinella show. But um, anyway, it says, warning. Beware of being a moment terrorist. A moment terrorist is one who contaminates the now. That's such an interesting term, contaminating the now, which almost insinuates you just have to let it function itself on its own merits instead of injecting your own energy, right? I see you getting a little bit excited there. You're like, oh, he maybe is getting a part of it. This, what did you call me the other day? A, a big giant of non-nowness. Creature of non-nowness. Uh, yeah, he was having a tantrum, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and so, so I was, so she called me a big giant creature of non-nowness. But see, it's getting through. It's getting through here, Kat. It's getting through bit by bit, piece by piece. So anyway, you say a moment terrorist is one who contaminates the now with unconscious negative thoughts and feelings. How do we get over that? Elaborate what you mean by that. 
Well, we live in a culture of momentarism, so let's just, the fine print is, this is not easy to do, okay? It's coming in from news feeds and magazines and TVs and from your lover and your mother and your brother and all the people, right? So so in order to not be a momentarist means to, to just not, like, um, allow a habit of focus through fear, doubt, lack, loss, worry, like, to just not, like, hang out there always. There are always more blessings than problems, but... We've got to wire ourselves to look for them. But you know when that one thing goes wrong and it's so distracting and so now like you're all yeah. up in that one thing that is not working. That's a contamination of the present moment. You know, this is like a, there's a takeover of the present moment because this one thing that happened. Meanwhile, if we could count all the other blessings, you'd just be like blown away with how intoxicatingly beautiful and brilliant and amazing life is right so let's get let's get super practical here oh no because i struggle yeah <laughs> i actually i really struggle with that like i i just yeah. admit that to a certain it's a blessing and a curse i feel to a certain extent i was blessed with not quite anal retentive ocd <laughs> but I, I definitely have an eye for the details mm -hmm. and i'm constantly trying to make things better right and the devil is in the details. Mm. And oftentimes you get more accomplished in the first step of the second mile than you did in all of the steps of the first mile combined, right? right? So let's get super practical. If you are somebody like me who, who even small details will really bother them. Like for example, if you're watching this on YouTube in the posting afterwards, I bumped the camera and it's really bothering me because I'm technically not following the rules of thirds. You know what I'm saying? And my framing <laughs> is off and I will work on that for the next one, right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm constantly cultivating this, this desire to make things better. And this is such a, a minor detail that's a bad example, but oftentimes there are things that, that can really get in the way of you feeling that momentary happiness. And yes, sometimes it is a negative thought process, but sometimes there are just like big things you're dealing in, in your life with, like like illness, divorce, betrayal. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I have friends that have uh, mental illnesses that come back on occasion that are extremely difficult. Migraines, for heaven's yeah. sakes, like my wife gets, right? What's a practical way of just fighting off that moment terrorist. Yeah, you know, for me, moment terrorism is those niggly habits of negativity. If you've been served up a diagnosis or your your husband just left you, like, you know, we won't so much go, gonna call you a moment terrorist straight away, but if you're still kicking and screaming about it, like three or four years later, we're gonna be like, okay, yeah. now you've got a habit, you know? So okay, so we, we all have a mulligan, right? Like, okay, so we all got a mulligan here. Right. So, um, if you're interested in changing a habit of negativity, like, oh, I just want to stop bitching about things. I want to stop being concerned about things. I want to stop, like, you know, having this judgmental, like, you know, commentary all the time. Then you, you just literally have to train yourself into a new behavior. And that is not easy. The principles are very simple, but but the it's a it's a the vow to now, Carden, yeah. first. You yeah. got to decide in your bones. Yeah. And then you just try and catch yourself out. And when you do catch yourself out, like... In our first podcast, I think we talked about the switch. You learn how to switch it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, that actually leads us into uh -huh. awesomeness right now. <laughs> We're on now page 69, dumping into section nine. Okay. You you have this cool little graph. Do you draw that yourself, by the yeah. way? Yeah. Everything's, everything's a one-hit wonder of my own. Isms. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Cool. Uh -huh. 
It's like <laughs> Owen Wilson. Oh, wow. You know, he always, there's a really funny YouTube video of him just saying, oh, wow, like in 17 <laughs> different movies. Um, so anyway, you say one conscious thought offsets 10,000 unconscious emissions. Right. Wow. What's that mean? I know that like, like on the Yelp algorithm, for example, um, I think it's one out of every four negative interactions gets recorded while only one out of every 20 positive interactions at a restaurant gets recorded. So yep. like they weight the positive reviews that much higher right. because they know that like the negative <laughs> reviews are just coming in like right. rain right. while the positive reviews, oftentimes people forget to do them. But you're suggesting a reverse. You're yeah, saying absolutely. that one conscious thought offsets 10,000 unconscious emissions. Yeah, so it's pollution. Neg so you're a cap and trade girl. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No, not, no. So what's that mean? Uh, uh, offsets 10,000 unconscious emissions. So if you, Hit it. if you can imagine that the constant negative stream of commentary and thoughts and you know things that we're thinking all day are actually creating a style of pollution, if you knew that just one conscious, affirmative, alkaline thought could offset 10,000 give or take a few million, right? You know, unconscious emissions, then, then you will start to um, understand the power of conscious positive participation. It's the same with prayer, right? Like if you okay. actually get in amongst it in the trenches and, and, and with conviction, declare your gratitude and declare the beauty that you're seeing all around and give great thanks and, and actually have that moment. That's a very powerful moment because it's loaded and coated with such a divine and holy energy that it has like a beautiful momentum. If you've got 10,000 unconscious emissions, but you can have one conscious thought, oh man, now you've just got dominion over your attention. Like you've got the reins back, you're in the driver's seat. You'll be able to have another positive thought. You'll have another one and another one. But the key is igniting that first one conscious affirmative thought, especially if you're sad or you're feeling loss or lack or frustration or anger, rage, yeah. right? All right, actually, I am, I am loving this. We're gonna have to take a brief break here. It's gonna be really short and we're gonna dive right back in. <laughs> For those of you just tuning in, this is the Cardinella Show. We are interviewing the modern Illuminati being Kate Dawes. The guru of Nowism and conversing about her book, The Time and Space Contract. We will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cardin Ellis Show. We're continuing with our interview in the Illuminati series with Kat Dawes in the studio, author of The Time and Space Contract. She is also known as the guru of Nowism. And this book is like, it's like the little mini pamphlet Bible of Nowism, right, Kat? Wouldn't you say it? Like it was your first venture into becoming a spiritual author. That's right. And it's uh, chalk. Actually, I wouldn't say the Bible because it's not a bunch of books written by prophets. We would call this like Epictetus's little book. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind a contract. Of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what we'll call it. And it's got all kinds of great advice for life here and how to center yourself, how to live in the now. And what's really interesting about this book is it took you 70 pages to do the first 15 sections, which we have covered in these first three um, interviews. But then by page 80, you're like into section 20. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're going to cover a lot of ground here that's only 10 pages of the book, super fast, and actually finish off this wonderful spiritual journey that we've been on um, 
as we read your book. This is great. So let's just dive right in. Section 14, access, hanging out with source energy, demonstrating nowism. So one, the artist is an extension of source energy. The being is not trying to get to, quote, perfection. He, she comes from perfection to the leading edge of imagination and ideas for the playful purpose. Not only is that a great alliteration, but I like the idea that men was not men were not meant to pay bills and die, that we actually have a playful purpose here. There's actually a scripture I read often that says uh, men are that they might have joy. So I like that idea, the playful purpose of expanding all that is. Right. Wow. Now hit it. What's that all mean? Oh, it's a big topic. Ready? Go. Yeah. Um, so access for me is prayer. Access to source is meditation. And the idea of coming forth from perfection, I truly believe that um, if we're made in the image and likeness of the Almighty, that we are different versions of the great spirit, like sort of colliding and experiencing itself. The Catholic Almighty, the Mormon Almighty, the Evangelical Almighty, which one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally just kidding with you. <laughs> the, uh, the Almighty, the source energy, as you call it. Yeah. Um, you actually, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you totally reminded me of a C.S. Lewis quote. Oh, yeah. That um, he said, and I think we briefly touched on this in our first, first interview, where he said he doesn't see other men, but he sees gods in embryo, yes. he called it, which I thought yes. was a really, really good way of looking at your fellow man. So you're suggesting that we are striving for perfection, but we're coming from perfection. Right. And I, I feel like there is a, there's a beautiful freedom in, and peace in knowing that, that, you, that you're made in the image and likeness. It doesn't mean that you ain't got work to do, right? Of course you do. But there is a perfect underlying pattern that is there. And so I, I like this idea that um, source energy, God, the great spirit, call whichever brand you fancy, is actually just, um, it's experiencing itself through um, all these individualized expressions. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, and, and you said also, I'm gonna skip ahead one here. Right. Uh, in, in number three, of section 14 you say from this unique single perspective the artist for those of you that are just tuning in that actually means the participant that's reading this book that's trying to better their lives um you say from this unique single perspective the artist can tune into the vibration of source and become instantly and intimately connected to the broader perspective mm -hmm. so as cynical human beings we're constantly judging people based upon past actions mm -hmm. whether you're a quote good or a bad person and oftentimes our self-evaluations mm. are based upon repetitive behaviors of the past mm. it seems like here you're saying not to not worry about it but basically at any given moment you can make an about face am i misinterpreting that no or? no um, we experience suffering and sadness, judgment because we're we're where our attention is hooked on some sort of content that's happening here. As soon as you decide to have a broader perspective, you come out to that bird's eye view, a bit more of a God's perspective. You can automatically see the harmony, the grace, ease, the flow. There's a certain beauty that's always present. Yet here you are focusing on that thing, banging around. So so that's really just a um, an indicator of that you have access all the time but you got to choose it, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I mean, right. Yes, uh -huh. I am grading this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I am the professor of spiritual thought, and I say, you have done well. High marks, Miss Dawes. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a horrible, horrible <laughs> accent. I'm sure your English and Australian friends just feel like I bastardized both <laughs> dialects. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you you say something great here in, in section seven. I'm I'm 
I'm skipping ahead just for function of time, that the details are irrelevant because what the artist is seeking is joy. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a summation of all of this nowism would be that you can literally live, I don't want to say in a perpetual state of joy, but you're suggesting that by cultivating your ability to access the source energy and improve this immediate moment, you can kind of perpetually live in an improved immediate moment mm -hmm. that ends up being an extended immediate moment, which ends up being just a life <laughs> of joy. Am I correct if I'm doing that math? Pr pretty much. Like, you okay. know, um, my, my ideas on, on um, manifestation and goals and all the things, people think that they're going to feel joy when... The money comes in, they find that perfect partner, they go on the holiday. Like, that's what they think joy is hooked Last up to. Last perfect the, partner was taken right. when my wife got married. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, you got to listen up. There's no more perfect partners out there. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're dealing with a close second at best. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're basically um, encouraging people to cultivate joy for the sake of joy, not not have it hooked up to a time and space, condition, circumstance, person, place, thing to feel the joy, but to actually let that be an interior event because that's what joy is, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, joy is an interior event. I love that phrase. Mm. I loved how last time you said the moment terrorist in us gets the, <laughs> uh, uh, the best of us and that we don't remember days, we remember moments. Uh -huh. That was great. Yeah. And then now you finish off this chapter. And it's the last thing I'll say before we get into your in case of emergency section, which I view as the thing we should have talked about in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Because I really think sometimes we're we're putting out spiritual fires more than we're cultivating goodness. All right. But um, in in section 14, the last comment you make is funny. And obviously you're, you're being a little bit playful here. You say, hey, Sparky, how's you now? You saucy little thing, you. So saucy, that's a new, is that, are we going to start a trend? It's like a Mean Girls when they try and start a word and she's like, stop trying to make that word a thing. Right? Well, source energy has been made a thing actually in this, in this spiritual community. Like the, you know, the trans-denominational community uses source as a word for God. No, oh, okay. quite often, see. So if you say you saucy little thing, you, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. So if jewelry is gaudy, is it now saucy totally. or like what? No, that wouldn't seem... Uh, right? No, we wouldn't call it saucy. Everything saucy. saucy, saucy versus saucy. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, this is cool. Well, here now, let's dive into what I think is going to be my favorite section of this whole entire thing, and the part that everybody should just read first. Right. Um, section 15, all the way to the end of the book. We're actually just going to finish off the entire book right, right. now. Right, right. Um, you say, in case of emergency. <laughs> all right, this is the important chapter. Um. Number one, you say, in the event of becoming lost in your own trouble, i.e. feeling out of control, placing blame on others, illness, sadness, any of the lower frequencies in general, please use the facility of imagination that you have so richly been provided. Mm -hmm. Do tell. Yeah, well, we cannot have that which we cannot see first in imagination. And if, if you are starved of a condition that you prefer... I, I know through my own experience that you, we have to start imagining what that would be like first. And then through the workshopping and imagination and identifying be to become, right? That then yeah. then then there's something something amazing happens then. The conditions of my energy changes first, which then causes different feedback from the world. Okay, and I, I know that you say uh, this is a, a trans-denominational thing, non-denominational thing, so on and so forth, um, even though you use a lot of the, the verbiage of uh, traditional uh, Christianity, even uh, just general religion overall. Mm -hmm. um, 
we haven't really talked about any necessarily practical practices, like, you know, no specific dietary program other than you <laughs> say you must, you know, enjoy what you eat if you've made the conscious decision. By the way, for those of you that haven't been able to see her on camera and you're listening to maybe the audio podcast or you're listening on our terrestrial radio program, um, she is cut up. You know what I'm saying? Like everything we all wish we were when we go vegan for that one week before it fails. You know what I'm saying? She actually has pulled off. So something's working. You are your best billboard, right? Thank um, you. But, you know, we do want to dive into practicalities of how do we take all of this theoretical spirituality seriously mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to make it so we hopefully begin to sound and feel and look and act a lot more like Cat Dawes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you say... You've mentioned prayer as yes. a specific part of it mm -hmm. or meditation. Mm -hmm. And I find your section, your, your bullet point two here of section 15 in the in case of emergency section, really interesting revealing here. You say simply arrange an instant meeting with yourself and source so that you may be promptly reminded of your divine origins. Note, it is of colossal benefit to you to hold at least one meeting per day with yourself source to keep your intentions clear, joyous and close to the surface of your time and space experience. No, in other words, meditate, practice nowism, <laughs> see section 14 <laughs> access, right? You know, so, yeah. so here we're getting actually nitty gritty and it's kind of like, you know, before you bail out of a plane and you have to crash land somewhere, <laughs> here's the 15 points that you have to do. Yeah. Right. But I like you say it is of colossal benefit to hold at least one meeting per day with yourself and source to keep your intentions clear, joyous, and close to the surface of your time and space experience. And you say, simply arrange an instant meeting with yourself and source mm. so you are promptly reminded of your divine origins. Yep. That is awesome. Elaborate. So close your eyes and just cut off the, the clutter of the external world, the people, the places, the things, your name, your job, all of the tasks. Just stop because all of that brings forth the clutter and the emotional reactions to stop go within and breathe I believe in wiping the slate clean try and think nothing and to conduct dynamic listening and it's from that space then you can the, the prayer piece comes in the you know if you want if you're wanting to create something if you're wanting to heal something you know like in order to workshop a new world we have to wipe the slate clean you know and so having these meetings i call it a meeting a board meeting with god you know it's <laughs> it's it's just who's a good the idea chair? who's the chair who's sitting in the chair seat <laughs> there's you know? only one thing happening it's all god all right so yeah. you know you know what i'm saying though it's it's really just points to a, the discipline of a spiritual practice the bliss of there you go again know, with your right? cool little words the 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 what was the ones we've liked so far there was the momentarist yes there was the blissipline <laughs> there's this uh the 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 vow to now uh -huh. all right what yep. else did you have what was the other one oh um oh there's so the many vibe restylist yes, you the called vibe yourself yeah. man this is great if not just for cool words that I can weave into conversation uh -huh. to look like I'm slightly deeper than I really am. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, that's all all of us are trying to do. No, I'm just kidding. There are better people out the world, out there in the world, less cynical than I. So anyway, um, 
Subsection 14A, you talk about the deliberator, uh, the deliberate creator's toolbox of essential isms. One, you say nowism. Two, you say imagination. Three, you say intention. Four is focus. Five, expectation. Six, appreciation. Seven is creative license. And then a VIP backstage, uh, back, sorry, backstage pass to the present moment. And then now soap which you say to wash your hands of the past. Speak to me about this washing your hands of the past and, and, and what that means and how it is significant to nowism. Yeah, a lot of our um, behaviors are very well rehearsed patterns that can come from the past. Things happen, you know, we're marching down the linear timeline and things happen and we can, we can build scars from there, you know, and I, and I feel like especially people who are in their 30s, 40s, moving forwards, we got the, we got dust on us, you know. So yeah. now soap, wash your hands of the past, was a gimmick. I actually made soap for a while there. Um, oh, and shut up! Yeah, this yeah, is like Fight Club. <laughs> like I, I'm telling you, this is just like his name is Robert Paulson, but you know now we're making soap. Like right. we just need Chuck Palahniuk to show up. You know what I'm saying? For those so, of you who haven't seen the movie, you'll understand the reference. Just Google it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, washing your hands of the past is is just a great skill to have. You know, like to not allow something happen in the past to govern your present moment. You know. Yeah. So you know. So now soap to wash your hands of the past. Now, I, I do have to. Can you, you actually made soap? Yeah. Like kind of like I know how you said that spirituality needed kind of like a hip marketing yeah. campaign and, yeah. and a hip repackaging. Yeah. And so that's why you wrote this book, right. Nowism. Um, but actually, that's kind of cool, making now soap. We've got now soap. We've got philosophy, which is <laughs> which is floss. But philosophy is, you know, if you just... You made me old man wheeze and cough when I was laughing. That's how bad I was laughing. Philosophy is like, you know, you don't want to just philosophize about flossing your teeth you want to actually sort of do it so just because you bought the floss doesn't mean your teeth are clean right anyway there's lots of things like that vibrational matches we've got lots of gimmicks wow dude no, do you find it actually helps people or is it just more just like as a conversation they're, they're, um, they're reminder services they're, they're gimmick little reminder services you know you put it around it's loaded and coded with a meaning and hopefully it reminds the uh, player of the game to consciously participate Okay, so we're actually just going to keep cruising here. Section 16. We're burning through this. Bring we're going to be done. Bring it. Bring it. We're going to be done with this book. <laughs> we'll have finished it all in three interviews, and that is not nearly doing it enough justice here. But in the last seven minutes, we got to go over these last several sections. Mm -hmm. uh, section 16. I love how you say a tasty list of brilliant suggestions. <laughs> Your culinary <laughs> vernacular is actually really quite entertaining in this book. Um, for somebody so skinny and toned, you use a lot of food references. You know I eat saying? like a like a monster. Oh, you just you just have one of those metabolisms like yeah. a caffeinated ferret. Yes. You know. Oh, you're so lucky. I was that way in high school. Thirty hit, not so much. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, oh, but that's me just not taking personal responsibility, right? You know, I need to get centered in the now. <sighs> think My skinny fault. thoughts. Yeah. Think healthy, vegan rap. <laughs> with gluten-free mayo <laughs> thoughts, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyway, um, a tasty list of brilliant suggestions. Every now and again, you come across an absolutely brilliant idea. So brilliant, it makes you your walk turn into a strut. It causes time <laughs> to stand still. It blows your mind and it completely rocks your world hard. You, parentheses, source, energy, and parentheses, in a moment of pure luminous generosity, gathered a substantial amount of brilliant ideas from all over the now and compiled them into a very handy list. The list 
is as follows. And don't leave the now without it. One, be, do, and have whatever you want. Two, tend to your vibration. Three, notice what is good here. Four, laugh, 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 ha, ha. Five, appreciate. Six, feel good now. Seven, be in awe. Eight, be inspired. Nine, give. The human being is an abundance distribution center. And you continue with a bunch of others, but I want you to talk about two first. First off, a lot of these are repeats that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. But what do you mean by one and nine? That one, be, do, and have whatever you want. What does it mean to be, do, and have Mm. whatever you want? Yeah, I I believe that we come forth with um, gifts, talents, and capacities, you know, things that um, God gave us and that need to be activated, like dormant superhero powers, right? So having the audacity to be, do, have whatever we want, it's just just a, um, it is a promise of audacity, actually, just to live full. You know, and to just actually go for it. And what was the second one? The you second one was give the human being mm. is an abundance distribution yeah. center. And it's really interesting. We follow the candidacy of Andrew Yang during a recent presidential election. And something I one of the favorite things that I ever heard him say, actually, in the interviews we did with him and with staff and with the Yang gang and so on and so forth, was he talked about the need to get out of. Um, a mindset, he called it a mindset mm-hmm. of scarcity. Yes. And to convert into a mindset of. A mindset of abundance yes so you say give the human being is an abundance distribution center yeah. elaborate what's that mean so well the abundance as you know comes from God comes from source so it's all about like becoming a, an instrumentality to distribute that which is already been given and I believe that through um, having that deep faith deep trust that there is an inexhaustible supply of good that when you give that which you have that you will always be refilled it's actually just a great law to live by okay you know? okay I can deal with that that's making sense with me um, <laughs> you gotta explain to me this one uh, 15 nowism don't wait for everything in your vicinity to be lovable I can't <laughs> Most of it's not. So don't worry. We're, we're, I ain't waiting around for everything to be lovable. All right? right. So you say don't wait for everything in your vicinity to be lovable so you can love. Love them anyway. Then feel the cosmetic forces shift and move into ecstatic celebration that another one has aced the time and space gig. Beautifully re- representing all that is a powerful and funky single perspective. Salute. So love them anyway. And, and that's that's so difficult sometimes. I have family members that I won't mention but they're in very difficult yes uh, marital or even brother and sister relationships and so on and so forth yep and one of them's actually reading this book called how to love a porcupine it's gotten that bad you know what i'm saying <laughs> so what what do you say to those people um that maybe are in a tough situation they, they've got I don't want to say abusive husband is too cliche. There's a million abusive relationships out there. Mm. There's a million bad situations. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whether it's just everything from a toxic and psycho roommate to um, just a a, a bad housing situation, whatever. Uh, How do you navigate that situation and quote love them anyway? (laughs) Yeah, it's a great question, and and again, it's a it's a personal law. It's a personal decision. It's a personal promise to be a resonance of love because isn't that better than being bitter and twisted you know like deciding to be the lover anyway is just that is a a beautiful promise to make oneself and and i feel like 
you know, it's about creative reframe too. Like, so you have that annoying auntie, that person who drives you crazy and she's hard to love, right? But you can love the clarity that it brings you. Like she's that annoying that you're clearer about, you, do you know what I mean? So it's like, you can love the clarity that's been provided to you by like this demonstration of non-nowness, right? Love the clarity that the non-nowness <laughs> gives you. That is some wickedly awesome spin. If this nowism thing doesn't work out, you need to go into PR. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nowism that, that is, is PR. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. In 17, you say get naked. Right. By that, I assume vulnerability. Am I correct? Yes. Is it symbolic? Yes, my brother. Yes, my brother. Or are you just <laughs> suggesting we have more nudist beaches, which I've always thought we've lacked in Southern California? Oh, look, I mean, I, I come from a <laughs> from a different world to you, you know, and I, I definitely um, don't have the flinch of nakedness that, that uh -huh. a lot of people do. I think that there's a there's a strangeness around that, but I do feel like the naked truth, the bare truth, like just being vulnerable, being open, just not being afraid of some of that ridiculousness is just a, it's a superhero power. And then you've got this epic bucket list of all the <laughs> awesome things that you have to do and you will do <laughs> if you are living in the now. Cat Dawes, this has been an absolutely amazing experience. For those of you that are just tuning in right now, uh, we've been talking with Cat Dawes the guru, the, what do you call it, vibration... Stylist, the restylist. Yeah, the vibration restylist. Man, if I have to ask it four times, it means that well, this thick just skull didn't isn't... Out. Just yeah, didn't work out. The rest of it is, <laughs> I promise. Uh, but the book is The Time and Space Contract. The movement is Nowism. The woman is Cat Dawes. How can people check you out? Yeah, you can either go to catdaws.com. That's K-A-T. Um, D A W E S dot com, or go to go to Instagram. That's probably where the best free video content is. Um, it's Cat Nowism, K A T N O W I S M. Instagram, right? Cat Nowism on Instagram. This is awesome. Okay, you guys have been listening to the Cardinella Show. Interviews with the Illuminati, the modern Illuminati, the people that blow our minds and melt our brains out of our ears, just like Cat Dawes and Nowism did today. This is the Cardinella Show. See you guys next week. Mm -hmm.